Welcome to Living Light Radio with your host, Ranbir Poir. That's me, where we'll give you a dose of inspiration, application, and adaptation every single week so you can embrace the light of your life and live the life of your dreams. I hope you'll join us every Friday. If you were to be happy at all, then you must be happy, period. Not happy because of. That's a quote from Maxwell Maltz. Welcome back. This is the fourth episode in our series on happiness. By now, you understand that happiness is completely generated from within. Yep, it's an inside job. Over the first two weeks, we distinguish the role the outside world plays in your life. And then in week three, we started to dig into your habitual reactions to what's going on around you. This week, we're going to continue the theme of week three. So I'm going to recap the first three rules we talked about. Rule number one, finding happiness requires an internal reset that's, that gradually transforms your inner life. Your inner life is everything. Number two, how you perceive things is everything. Your life circumstances do not dictate how happy you are. Your perception of those circumstances dictates how happy you are. That's back to rule number one. That's your inner life. Your inner life dictates how you perceive things. People are in the poorest countries of the world and they are joyful and happy, right? I know, I know that I've seen it. Rule number three, life stress is simply the trigger for your soul's growth. In the same way that barbell makes your muscles adapt and grow. Just look back on your life and you'll see those stressful moments were hard. They were so hard, but they forced you to grow. Ever seen a movie called The Princess Bride? I highly recommend you dig this one up. It's actually my favorite movie of all time. I even bought the DVD for it before I had bought a DVD player. I just was so keen to to own it. It was, I just loved this movie. It's from the late 80s and we've rediscovered it recently. Well, truth be told, I kind of watch it whenever I can, but... That's just between you and me. It's a timeless movie that our boys have laughed at and enjoyed as much as we did. It's so good that it started a new run in theaters in October 2017. And nine months later, it's still playing in those theaters. That's how entertaining it is. And I'm so happy about that because it's so well deserved. Anyway, If you haven't watched it, it's a fairy tale about a farmhand named Wesley who must rescue his true love, Princess Buttercup, from the evil Prince Humperdinck. Yep, I said it. It's Humperdinck. Early in the story, Wesley has to go away. But when he returns five years later, he finds his true love is engaged to Prince Humperdinck. I don't want to give too much away if you haven't seen it, but upon his return, Wesley wears a disguise that prevents Buttercup from recognizing him. 
At this point, Wesley treats Buttercup poorly because he assumes she forgot about him. Okay, so let's call that Wesley's reality at that point in the movie. A reality based on the all too human trait of trying to read another person's mind. In this case, he's assuming he can read Buttercup's mind. Now, let's switch perspectives. Buttercup was told Wesley was killed, so she's completely heartbroken and has reluctantly agreed to marry Prince Humbert Humperdinck. <laughs> That's such a tongue twister. That's Buttercup's reality. Of course, Wesley eventually realizes he was wrong about Buttercup's perspective. So there's a happy ending. It's a fairy tale after all. But think about your own life. Haven't you been there before? I know I have. Like Wesley, haven't you been guilty of mind reading and then forming a distorted reality? Think about all the trouble that this has caused you in the past. What if Wesley had simply returned with an open mind and a positive disposition? What if he had returned with the readiness to accept whatever condition life was going to present him with? You know, what if he had simply prepared himself for objective reality? So that leads us to our next rule. Rule number four. Always try to show up with a positive, optimistic outlook. Form your opinion about a situation only after objective reality has provided enough clues to allow you to make a sensible estimate of the conditions you must move forward with in your world. Until then, until then, you have a choice. So why not show up with a positive, optimistic outlook? Because honestly, I did it the other way for so long and it didn't serve me. All it did was make me a nervous flipping wreck. And it caused me so much stress and strain for stuff that wasn't even real. It wasn't even real. Don't do that to yourself. Please really look at rule number four. It's so, so good for you. It was so good for me. So I really want you to try it out. Okay. Why put up walls before you have sufficient information? Why put up walls at all? This applies to every encounter in your life. And it usually plays out most often with your significant other. That's one of the reasons we put that relationship at the top of the list of most complex relationships in this series. It's week, it's episode, pardon me, 13 on the podcast how you view what's going on around you or outside of you is often indicative of what's going on inside of you. If you carried out last week's assignment, which I really hope you did, you were probably surprised to find out how many things in your life can trigger an internal dialogue in which you judge or label or criticize even the simplest of things in the world around you. I mean, even the weather. Come on, let's show Mother Nature a little love. 
I have heard so many people criticize the weather this particular week because we are having a heat wave here in British Columbia. We're on the West Coast, pardon me. So it's a bit of a shock for many people and a lot of criticism. So the silent judgment, the stuff that no one else can hear may seem like a freebie, but it's not. It's coloring your world and in turn coloring your view of yourself. That's right. It's like a bloody boomerang. You throw it out into the world and it comes flying right back and into your head, knocks you upside the head. Your self-image is defined by how you interpret the world and your self-image defines how you interpret the world. That's the old chicken and egg conundrum. Your self-image plays a massive role in establishing your inner life. Remember rule number one, right? Your inner life is everything. FYI, I get into some of the self-image in more detail in other material, but in a nutshell, it dictates how you speak to yourself when you're alone with your thoughts. And you can watch me describe it in my TEDx talk. Um, the link is in this week's blog post. So it's www.freewithin.me forward slash as you wish. So go check out that TED talk if you haven't. Um, and, and uh, do so after, please, after this episode is done. Anyway, the feedback you receive about yourself, especially in your early years, when you were most impressionable, can cause you to scribble all sorts of negative, negative thoughts across the walls of your inner world. You silently repeat, I'm stupid, or I'm not good at stuff. And I used to just repeat that I'm not worthy of love. I couldn't feel worthy of love. It was really hard for me. So I've always, for my inner life, for a long, long time, especially when I was a little kid, I always told myself that I'm just not good enough. And after a while, you don't even notice the dialogue that's running in the background on autoplay. I certainly didn't recognize it was there until, of course, I met Surrender, and you all know that story where he made me sort of challenge that part of my inner dialogue, but it just was there, autoplaying all the time. So those deep-set statements about your lack of self-belief are running on autoplay, creating the condition you were effectively, creating a condition where you effectively search out situations that prove those statements to be true. That's just how the brain's algorithms work. Your computer code is set, so you're basically robotically finding your way to places that match the strict requirements of the code. It's obviously a very complex process, so it can be very confusing for us humans to find our way back to the root, to the root cause of our current actions. You'll see someone that just doesn't look happy when they greet you and they think, hey, that chick gave me the stink eye. The majority of the times you're wrong and it's and often you won't ever find out that you were wrong. You end up being like a detective that never solves his case. That person may have had an upset stomach or they may have been stressed out by an argument they had with somebody or maybe they were worried about being able to pay their bills that day. You just don't know. 
but you instantly put up walls when you approach them. You took what was going on inside of that other person's head and made it match your brain's coding. If you lined up a thousand people to meet that same person, there'd be a thousand different realities formed around that meeting. That's just how it goes. If you're still not sure about this, well, let's, why don't I just pull out the big guns? Would Mother Teresa (laughs) react in the same way? What would Jesus or Buddha say about this? What would they say? Think about how much potentially positive interaction is never discovered in this world. It gets wasted because of this mindset. This doesn't just apply to individual humans. It applies to countries versus country too. Wars typically start because of this mindset. Not to worry. You've seen it. Humanity's evolving in this regard. As physical wars are trending downward across the world, that means that the individual components that make up humanity, that would be you and me, must be trending in the right direction too. If the internal dialogue is bad enough, you will find yourself acting as if bad weather or a bad driver is an affront to your self-esteem. These are totally impersonal situations that end up challenging your self-worth. I'm going to repeat that because it's important because you know it's real. These are totally impersonal situations that end up challenging your self-worth. The more you habitually respond in this negative way, the more your self-image becomes like the warden of a jail. Your self-image limits your viewpoint and therefore it can tricks. (laughs) That's a good one. I did well there. I'm going to repeat that sentence for you. I apologize. Your self-image limits your viewpoint and therefore it constricts the emotions you feel. It's in control. Now, if you've got this going on inside of you, you're obviously going to be less than happy most of the time. So which comes first, your negative self-image or your negative view of the world? For the purposes of your growth, just tell yourself that neither one comes first because here's rule number five. Rule number five, you can improve your self-image by improving your outlook on the world around you. That's right. You can reverse your self-image. I've done it. I've done it. And I can't even tell you. I'm asking you to do this now. I'm asking you to join me on this journey and join Surrender on this journey. I'm asking you to try these things out only because I have tried them. We've tried them. They work. And if someone had told me that this place existed inside of me, you know, 22 years ago, I would have called them a liar because I never really had a clue. I never had a clue that I could feel like this on the inside. I didn't even know how to imagine it. So how could I have gone for it? So I'm trying to break it down for you. That's why, you know, the two of us, Surrender and I feel so important to share this with you because this place is real. That quiet inside of you is real. Okay. It's possible. And I know if I can do it, you can do it. 
the actions for this week. This week, we're going to show you that you can gradually reverse the habit of being unhappy by focusing on one area. How you calibrate your everyday interactions with other people plays a massive role in your general happiness. So we'll focus on doing that this week. So here's we're going to do the following when you're about to talk to somebody. Number one, tell yourself, I'm not a mind reader and I have misjudged many, many times before. So I will not let my own opinion color facts in a pessimistic or negative way, right? So just tell yourself, you actually don't know. You're, you are, you are, don't know. So don't judge before you know. Okay. Number two, I'll trust others and put a positive spin on what my imagination is telling me about that person. Okay. If you can imagine the worst, I tell you, you can imagine the best. They have to coexist. Okay. Number three, I'll smile as often as possible throughout the day, especially when I'm talking to someone, even if I'm talking on the phone. That's a big deal because I have practiced that for, you know, a good two decades and it works. The smiling on the phone, people can feel it. But when you're smiling, people can feel your energy. It's so good. It's so good. And gosh, you feel good. Apply this to every person you meet. Maybe, you know, every person, your child, your partner, strangers, your mom or dad, if they're still with you, try it. Your sister, your brother. Early on, it will require conscious effort and it gets easier with each passing week. But nothing's done without conscious effort, right? We've talked about this before. It's simple, but it's not easy because it requires some discipline. It requires you to decide, decide on what you want. Decide on whether you actually want to be happy or you want to keep telling yourself the same old sad story like I used to. Then continue on in that vicious cycle of unhappiness when really the only person that gets hurt is you because everybody else moves on. You know, you got to decide, decide today, decide that you're worth it. Decide you're going to put in the effort, decide you're going to show up for yourself. Because when you're doing this, always remember the wise words of the one and only, of course, Abraham Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln. Most people are about as happy as they make their minds up to be. Be happy, choose happy, choose you. You have no idea how much you are truly loved, right? You don't even realize it, but so much love is there for you, inside of you, outside of you. Open up your heart and allow that joy in. Open up your soul and allow yourself to fly. If you connected with this podcast, I would love it and appreciate it if you would share it with your friends and family and anyone else that you think might benefit from it. And if you don't mind, you can go to our website, www.freewithin.me forward slash as you wish and share your comments with us. We'd love to hear your feedback. We get lots of private comments, but I'd love it if you could share them um, there as well. And have a wonderful, wonderful day. Thanks for tuning in today. Please don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and to visit our site, www.freewithin.me 
Talk to you next week.